Oh, Welcome back. I forgot my cowboy hat. I forgot my cowboy hat. <laughs> Start already? <laughs> Sorry, Sergeant. Motherfucker. Okay. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 34? 3? 4? Thinking that next week because I'm out of quarantine. That's right. I have COVID. Feel bad for us. Watch the podcast. Suplex Bay's episode 33 brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. I am the blueprint. Matt Logan. Just kidding. Chris Jones here. <coughs> Excuse me. With the vid, we're here. Uh, we have uh, I squat four plates, bitch, Diego. And then he who squats four plates. Uh, in <laughs> As of three hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> or more than that. How long ago? Three or four hours ago. Whatever. Good times. Good I saw a better package deal than that. Than that. What Biden signed this afternoon. I agree. See, he was, talking, he, he was looking at his watch. And I was thinking about the TikTok dance when, when he, when he looks at his watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Of. I don't know how to TikTok. So. Me I'm the real guy. <laughs> Just confirmed. So let's, let's talk here. Uh, so. Not only is Suplex Babies brought to you by Couch Guy Sports, but we're also sponsored by our good friends over at Shocked Energy. Uh, Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors compacted with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you a high energy boost when you need it the most, while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Do yourself a favor. Go to www.shockenergy.com. Use the internet one time, not only for couchguysports.com, check out all the blogs, but go to www.shockenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor box or even their watermelon flavor box. Oh, and don't worry because they ship worldwide. Worldwide, Jesus Jones, be able to talk. Get your shocked energy and let us help you gain your focus and energy back today. All right. Harman, what the fuck do you think you're doing? has got a robot arm just, just touching him tonight. We're, we're in one of those moods. I've evolved. Uh, but yeah, no, so we're here. We're live. Uh, we're here to talk full gear, and we're here to uh, give a fun little uh, fun little take as well tonight. So let's let's dive into the full gear results, shall we? Sure thing. Okay. So uh, we... I don't have our, our stats in front of us. I don't have who picked who, uh, as I am not in my current house, as you can see. Uh, you know, COVID, quarantine, it's a story for a different day. Uh, so on the pre-show, we had uh, Sheena and Thunder Rosa tag, tagging up against Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose, and they won. Uh, we had MJF and Darby, MJF pinning Darby uh, <clears throat> in a 22-minute uh, phenomenal match. Yep. We had the Lucha Brothers retaining against FTR. Uh, we had Brian Danielson uh, making Miro submit uh, to be the number one contender or just get a future AEW world title shot. Uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus defeated the Super Click in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Cody Rhodes and Pac teamed up and beat Malachi Black and Andrade El Idioto. Uh, Britt Baker. Defeated Ty Conte to retain the AEW Women's Championship. 
We had CM Punk defeat Eddie Kingston in what I thought was low-key one of the best matches of the night. Yep. Uh, Inner Circle defeated uh, Men of the Year and American Top Team in the Minneapolis Street Fight. Shout out uh, Eddie Guerrero. And Hangman Adam Page, the day has come, is our new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Woohoo! Oh, so happy. So happy to finally see that happen, man. So let's let's talk. What 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 were some surprises we saw? What were some ideas we had moving forward? Um, I mean, there was a debut that I don't think any of us saw coming, but Jay Lethal signed with yep. him. He yep. is going to fight um, Sammy Guevara for the TNT title this week. So stay on the lookout for that. What were some some thoughts on the, the pay per view as a whole? It was a phenomenal show, man. Like outside of the inner circle street fight, I could have done without it. It was still, it was good for what it was. The guys from top team seemingly played their roles pretty well. The um, inner circle. I don't know. I feel like it's, they've almost run their course or they're just really not good as baby faces. Not quite sure how everyone else feels about that, but it was good to see them get out there, have some cool spots. Yeah. Guevara, you know, do a little swanton bomb off a ladder for uh, old time's sake. Shout out to Jeff Hardy and all them. And it was, I believe, was it the it was the 16 year anniversary for Eddie Guerrero's death to the yep. day, to the day, and he actually died in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of cool seeing every match dedicating like almost a little spot to each of them. You know, whether it was someone doing the Three Amigos or someone throwing a frog splash in there, doing the little Viva La Rasa taunt. It was, uh, it was nice. Taunt. What did I say? Taunt. Taunt. I say taunt? I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Said taunt. What are you from, Taunton, kid? Taunton. Sorry, it's the Boston accent. Taunt. Uh, it was cool to see. And, uh, you know, the Eddie Kingston punk one, I didn't expect the crowd to be so hot for it. I knew there was some build behind it. Obviously, they brought in some uh, real-world animosity. And they did well on the mic, obviously, building the hype for it. They had their nice little brawl before the pay-per-view. The match was only 11 minutes. And, like, you could have told me it was 25 of just them beating the piss out of each other. And it was just – they were hot. The crowd was hot. The guys did exactly what they should have done. Kingston's just – at some point, he's going to win a title of some sort. And it's going to be a great moment for the fans because they they freaking love that guy. And Punk is still just seemingly almost finding his stride. Since he's returned, he's just doing everything he can. He's, he's you know, bleeding a little bit, showing a little color. And uh, threw in a little, a little shout-out or whatever you want to call it to John Cena's Five Moves of Doom. That got the crowd all riled up. He did a couple shoulder blocks, nice little miss clothesline to a back suplex. He had the hand up like he was going to do the five knuckle shuffle, but he ended up, you know, not quite getting there. But it was, uh, it was honestly probably one of the best pay per views uh, pay per views I've ever seen. The only thing, like I said, the only thing I didn't like, I still enjoyed it, but the only I want, I don't want to even call it a dud, but it was the inner circle versus America's top team. Like outside of that, everything else was I would give it all four stars or higher. Besides that, so what about you guys? Diego, what do you think? I kind of forgot what we were talking about because Honeyman went on for a while. <laughs> I only talked about one match. I know. <laughs> I was trying uh, to leave it for you guys. No, no, no I just missed it. I just missed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I actually wanted to swing over to Honeyman's place to um, watch Full Gear, and I had plans to do so, but my, uh, my Saturday went completely south on me, and at the time that I looked, it was already bedtime. So, um, and full gear was already over. So I didn't get to watch it. 
I unfortunately can't give an opinion. Uh, the other thing that I will say is, again, just going back to Hanneman's point about uh, the 16-year anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's passing away, uh, unfortunately passed away. Uh, you know, it's just, it's remarkable how much of a legend he really was with all of, you know, wrestling and whatnot. Uh, clearly, his legend is to be lived in generations to come. Like there, there's no question. Um, you know, you look at a, you look at an eight year old or 10 year old these days, they more than likely know who Eddie Guerrero is because of YouTube videos and all that stuff that exists nowadays. It's not like, you know, back in 1980s or 1970s when wrestling was just starting to get started that you could find a lot of this content to, you know, to understand some of the trajectory that has led some of these, uh, some of these legends to be the legends that they are and being so respected. So, um, you know, nothing but nothing but thoughts and prayers to the Guerrero family. Clearly, not an easy day to uh, to remember, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that, as part of a uh, of a minority, uh, it's one of those things that certainly leaves people to feel very, very proud of themselves to be able to say that you know. A Spanish wrestler has gone down as a legend of a multi-million dollar company that's widely known around the industry and that has set the standard for what wrestling really is. So, Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just got really thrown off because I just saw the ESPN app updated as what, it's, what it is now, and I don't know how I feel about it. It's very red. Mine's is very white, and I don't like it. Oh, Basketball might have changed colors, but Jones, what was your favorite match? You got to tell me. I don't know if you necessarily got to watch it unless it was on stream. As again, unfortunately, you've been in quarantine. Thank goodness you and the lady are feeling better. So hats off to you guys for beating thank the. You. Uh, the thank sickness. you, thank you, thank you. Never, never lost my taste. Never lost my smell. So that's, that's awesome. a good thing. Perfect. Um, but so vaccinated. <laughs> that's a blessing, Seriously. honestly, because yeah. even for some of the vaccinated who have dealt with it, you know. Mm-hmm. I know we're not. Whoa, Jesus! It is super white. ESPN, holy crap! <laughs> I almost just lost my eyesight. That's for all, that's for all, the all brightness the, was pretty high there, bud. That's for all the video watchers on YouTube. Shout out to you. But no, no I mean, there, so, no one there, no one there, just scratch my eyes like crazy on every episode. <laughs> this is why. Thank you, ESPN. You're you're making me lose uh, my eyesight real quick. But I, so I just wanted to say, like, shout out to you guys. That even the even the vaccinated who have dealt with COVID. Fortunately, do lose some of their senses like smell or taste, and the fact that you guys didn't like that's that's outstanding for you guys. Keep keep staying. I mean, over. to go to go off the record, I've made chocolate chip pancakes today. I've never made chocolate chip pancakes in my you life. Cooked? That's, yes, cooked. Yes. Wow, you changed. So yeah. So <laughs> how many <laughs> how many fire trucks showed up? Uh, none. Surprisingly, I've only I only burnt one pancake today. Nice. Which is good. Do you make, do you make four, the big boys or do you make like the silver dollar boy? I made like. You made the I, bronze dollar one. <laughs> so think of like. The mid tier. Like, think of like this just a little bit bigger. Oh, okay. That's there a solid. Go. That's a solid one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeff Jones, dude, let's go. You knew, you knew that he was ready to talk about that pancake where he had something circular ready to you go. You should know what's gone. You should have saw me whisking. I used to whip it in, whip it in, chop it, chop it, chop it, chop it, chop it. 
Jones using a whisk. I never thought I'd see the day. Me either. <laughs> I mean, he does no, have them. I, he does have them whiskers, but I couldn't see. Yeah, I need a haircut so bad. I can't wait to get it out of quarantine, man. I need a cut so bad. Uh, my barber, if you're watching this, uh, I'm making a call the second I'm out. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, my favorite match though for AEW, it's a little bit different. Um, my favorite match overall, I think was was Danielson and Mero. Um, I just think for what for how quickly they put that together, a solid 20-minute performance they put that together, I think that was solid. But if I'm AEW and I'm, I'm holding my my hats on two guys that I created and watched them watch them soar into to I think what could be very much so greatness, especially to start off the show, I'm taking MGF and Darby Allen. I think that was a absolute bona fide. If I swear, Dave Meltzer, I'll find you. If it's not at least a four or five, I'm coming for you. I don't care if it wasn't in the Tokyo <laughs> Dome. The Minneapolis was great overall. Don't get me wrong. Um, just MJF is a, a world champ in the making. Darby mm-hmm. is a future world champ also in the making. These are two guys. These are two of their best guys they've built up since day one. So I'm very happy to see it. Oh, geez. You getting teary, teary-eyed because Hangman won the title? <laughs> a, a little bit. Um. Please, get, no, I mean, so, please scratch your eyes. <laughs> I'm not you. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, so with with Hangman and Kenny, I mean, we we, we knew we knew what it was going to happen. Uh, Kenny's been fighting. Kenny was wrestling injured with a shoulder. He's had problems for a while now. Uh, hopefully, he'll get some much needed time off. And I think uh, for him, dressed up as the final boss for Hangman Page, I think just made it that much more enthusiastic. Overall. So, did you see the sell of the final Buckshot Lariat? Yep. I personally really liked it because it was almost like he took it like as a slow-mo, you just defeated the boss battle moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how in games you hit that last hit on your yep. main boss and they do that slow fall or whatever it was. No, you know Omega what I think of? Perfection, though. You know what I think of? Remember in the old Super Smash Brothers game when you finally beat Mr. Hand? Yep, exactly. That, like, slow? Yep. That's, that's the media I thought of. And yep. also, too, another thing... Uh, that I'm sure we'll get more clarification on come come Wednesday, but the Bucks just kind of sitting there and like looking at Hangman and going, Matt give Jackson him a nod. Gave him, gave him the nod, dude. It was awesome. Full, literally just full circle. Just the storytelling is it just AEW is far superior to WWE. Just look at what look at what Full Gear did, and Survivor Series is now this coming week. And that, like I don't even care enough about us to do like predictions or anything like that. Like they just announced two more matches and it's in six days. Like you've had how long to hype this up? Yeah. I mean, we can touch upon Survivor Series really quick, but I think we have a we have a quick uh a quick any final thoughts on AEW before we move on. Hangman is world champion, obviously, long time coming. Uh Tony Khan also said that from the get-go of AEW's foundation. Once they knew they were signing Moxley, he had his first four champions seemingly lined up. It was going to be Jericho, Moxley, Omega, Hangman. So now he's stuck with his plan. There's your long-term storytelling. I can't talk today, apparently. And uh, it's just nice to see him finally get his victory, his little moment with the Dark Order where they were going to give him a beer to celebrate, and he knocked it away to hug his friends. Shows Mm -hmm. how far along the characters come, and he said – I don't need the beer anymore. I don't need the, the alcohol. I got my friends. I got my win. I got my confidence back. So it's just a great story that I'm glad got the payoff it deserves. So I'm looking forward to him and seemingly it's going to be him and Danielson. So that's going to be a great first match for him. Diego. 
I unfortunately have no thoughts. Like I said, I I missed out on on full gear, which really just sucks because I was so happy to finally be able to see a full pay per view from AEW. Uh, all right, I think the, I think the only thing I could say is again about Hanuman um, said MJF um, again getting his shot finally. Like I I'm I'm happy for that. I. I think if I'm not mistaken, I predicted. I think we all, in fact, predicted that. We all predicted MJF to win, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, if anything, just nothing but a shout out to us. And uh, yeah, that's that. <laughs> so, the thing with that whole full gear card, just last thought almost all of the matches are seemingly were just so predictable, but you don't care because of how well they just put together their matches and their storylines. Like mm-hmm. even just, I know we didn't even, we really didn't even touch on it, but Britt Baker versus Conti was a great match. Like that mm-hmm. was a star making moment for take Conti. Like you wonder how did WWE let this one go? She made it literally look like a star. And you, at any point you like, you really thought she could pull it off. And obviously there's the chicanery and things like that, that cost her the belt, but that's, they just, every match almost made everybody just look great coming out of it. So I don't know. It's it's hard to complain, even if you expected most of the results. It was just like a, it was a hell of a four hours of a program. <laughs> who, who who knows what WWE does? So speaking of, let's let's move on. So with that being said, before we move on, um, we haven't talked about our other sponsor right at all lately. So I'm going to do it again. Uh, Exogun. Ever <clears throat> ever do a workout or feel like you need a massage after? We'll t- get a massage at a moment's notice with our good friends over at Exogun. Go to exogun.com, uh, code CGS10 for 10% off your check, your checkout order. Do yourself a favor and go get a massage. I'm sorry. Treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. You don't want to miss out on it. Uh, exogun.com as well. So real quick, I, let's. I used it. I used it today after my squats. My hip tightened up because I did fucking like so you know a bit of weight. You know, four hundred five pounds is But I, I, you know, I, I stretched it out. I walked on the treadmill a bit, keep it loose. But I bring my exogun with me on the you know during the week to work in my car for when I'm after done with the gym, hit all the spots that are killing me, and then after that I got to go. I got work for another five hours, moving around. Can't stop, won't stop. So thank you, exogun. All right, let's dive in to what we're going to talk about. So we have a fun idea. We're going to go over our top finishing moves in WWE as of right now. Well, in wrestling right now, I hope. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right, who's starting? (laughs) Number 10 for... Andrew Hunneman. Uh, I'm saying the full Nelson from Bobby Lashley because of how dominant he's been Ooh. getting his victories the last few years. It's a very simple move, but when you have the ridiculous amount of uh, aesthetic muscles that Lashley does and you can make every vein upon its vein pop as you squeeze the life out of someone's neck and vertebrae, it looks pretty good. You know, you never, you, no one's really going to get out of it. It's tough to break and he gets decisive ass victories. So that is my number 10. Diego? My number 10 is no other than a throwback to WWE, Dean Ambrose's Dirty Deeds. I like it. As the oh, we're going. Now, the paradigm shift. 
We're going throwbacks in this bitch too. Okay. Uh oh, yeah. just my just my list up. Uh number 10 for me. Ooh. Boy, I mean these are tough, but I gotta go with an original. Um <clears throat> the area code is San Diego. Uh the good old fashioned six one nine. Dial it up. Why'd you say number 10? SA. SS619. <laughs> why'd you guys get, why do you like those for your spots at number 10? Just give a little bit. Why why'd you choose it? So for for, for me, thinking of uh Mysterio's story growing up and how he won the WWE the World Heavyweight title after the loss of his best friend. Um and watching how much that move has changed his career. It just kind of put into retrospect and how uh, how effective it could be from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like Diego, what do you think? Dirty Deeds, Paradigm Shift, what makes you say that? I mean, honestly, it was during the time when, you know, WWE kind of wanted to get a new face going for the company and whatnot. Uh, the Shield were certainly that. Um, it was a combination of skill but also um, a maneuver that was unique at the time uh, that you hadn't seen just yet from any other wrestler and that um, was clearly entertaining but also um, very captivating as well and uh, and therefore why I thought uh, for me a little throwback like something like that like 30 deeds um, uh, had to be in the top 10 I I just absolutely had to have it be in my top 10. Plus, it's Dean Ambrose. It's somebody who I personally have admired a lot out of uh, WWE and uh, have been nothing but um, a supporter of, of him through his transition now to AEW. Perfect. Well, my number nine, to move on to the next one. I don't quite know what he's calling it, and I couldn't find it now uh, or like you know today when I was looking. But Malachi Black's just, they used to call it Black Mass in WWE. It's basically just a roundhouse kick that floors anyone that it hits. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. He hits it so crisp, it just looks so clean. And no amount of beard, you know, bush, fluff, whatever you want to call it, it's going to guard you from that foot right to the mouth. And he's dropped many of people. He'll continue to drop many of people. So that's my number nine. Okay, I like it. All right, who's ready for the number nine? I'll go because it's just me and you because because he, he just went. Uh, I'm gonna take the curb stomp by Seth Rollins. All right. Well, good thing I have alternatives. <laughs> we can have the same the you same number the same nine, one. dude. Yeah. No, I don't. I, don't, I personally don't want to have all the same, so I'm trying to have alternatives. I think mine's different enough that we won't have too many repeats, which is good. Okay. All right. Who's going next with their number nine? It's you. you. You're the only one. Pay oh attention. shit. Wow. He was blowing okay. his nose. It's okay. I, I was, yeah. <laughs> I gotta stop watching Narcos and being inspired. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, you know, a little bit of heritage. Viva la raza. Figure it out, or I'm gonna go squid games on your ass. Come on, I watched it. <laughs> um, no, for me, my number nine is actually uh, no other than uh, somebody who I wish nothing but a safe recovery and a speedy recovery from his current health issues. Mr. Triple H, your pedigree move is my number nine. Beautiful. Five points, okay. Yes, sir. All right, Holly, give me your number eight. 
My number eight's the Eclipse from Ember Moon, whatever she's going to call it, wherever Ooh. she ends up. That Still. move just, the way people sell it, it was just perfect. She hit it so, again, just so smoothly. Put, I, I can't remember many people kicking out of it ever, so it's one of the more protected finishes in the game, much like, you know, Black Mass and Lashley's Full Nelson. It's, uh, you know, she just hits it on everybody. And, you know, Mickey James used to sell it the best, in my opinion. She'd do, like, seven backflips. She did. And somehow just land in the middle of the ring she'd spin around it I don't, it was amazing and I, I look forward to seeing whatever she's going to do next wherever she lands Diego alright my number 8 uh, is one that is used by three of my favorite wrestlers actually um, Goldberg, Roman Reigns and <clears throat> an Edge sorry going through a cold and my throat is just not feeling right it's the uh, the spear. It's one that uh, you know throughout any decade, any time that this thing gets tossed around or what happens, it's just an absolute beautiful ending touch to any match. Uh, it's how Roman Reigns got his first title. It's how Goldberg has kind of uh, you know demolished whoever's been next, and it's who. Uh, what Edge has has used to again put him over the edge as, as you know as Which corny as that means. Uh oh, and, and yeah, also Joe Bobby Bobby, uh-huh. Bobby Lashley also uses the spear. Sorry, not to give him any credit, uh, not to take any credit away from Bobby. Um, mine to be honest with you, it's gonna be Romans. Romans just kind of hits in a different way. Um, he he honestly knows how to deliver it, and uh, I, I think he he puts it. A, a beautiful art to that to that spear. Let's take away, you know, how Edge and uh, Goldberg and, and Lashley deliver it, but I think he he has the correct timing to do it and, and and to do so. See, I feel like Edge always has a spear that's like kind of quick and it hits. But yeah. Goldberg's got the big ridiculous one where he ends up spearing him for about ten feet and then drops him. Yeah, and Roman's right in that middle ground. Yeah, and it just looks crisp. It looks powerful and it hits fast. Exactly. So I, I exactly. feel you on that. Yeah. That's me. Number eight uh, has to be uh, the be- best ever was, the best there ever will be, Bret Hart and the sharpshooter. Oh, okay. Just, I'm a sucker for a good submission move. I'm also saying it, too. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good submission move, and the sharpshooter is just, it hits different. Mm-hmm. Especially when people do it nowadays, just to uh, pay uh, tribute to Bret Hart. Just hits different for me, so I'll take I'll take that as my number eight. To keep with the, in the realm of submissions, my number seven, and again, I, I tried to keep I kept my list a little bit more current. Uh, my pick was Britt Baker's lockjaw because in her title reign and her ascent to the top of AEW's women's division, she's locked that motherfucker in on many a ladies, and it's you're not getting out of it. It's just someone shoving their hand down your throat, and you pass out she's got a nice little glove for it it's a nice spectacle and it's got a pretty high success rate so Britt baker number seven for me lockjaw she's the only person that i've seen shove her fingers in other people's mouths and they've passed out rather than thrown up yep i mean it's also Britt baker and those Magical. fingers are thick those fingers I mean, are thicker than her legs we'll go number seven sure. for me uh probably one of my favorite wrestlers growing up that wasn't in wwe now he's in wwe with that phenomenal forearm and it hits different especially mm-hmm. when it, especially when he hits it right 
So much freaking flair on those moves, man, for him. He he just has that little extra bit of style. No pun intended, you know? I get it because it's AJ Styles. <laughs> and speaking of getting in style, it's the the most style finish of current era. That Styles clash, baby, when it hits, it's game over. That's my number seven. Mm-hmm. I love the guys that actually have the multiple finishes. Like AJ could win with the calf crusher, yep. phenomenal forearm, and the Styles Clash. So any of any of the guys that can whip one of those out just to finish up any different matches, the best. Like Roman has the spear and the guillotine, things like that. Adds a little bit of surprise. My number six, Drew McIntyre's Claymore. Nothing better than just running full speed at someone and booting them in the mouth. So love it. Comes out of nowhere. He times it phenomenally. Kicks people out of midair. And it's put away guys as tough as Brock Lesnar. So, yeah. Jones, I hope you're okay, but you might get a Claymore if you do that again. Dude just hacked out a lung. <laughs> I wish Hunter would even get his foot up that high. Wow. If Hunter got his foot up that high two years ago, his, his entire body would tear. Oh, yeah. I'd be, I'd be a pile of, pile of mush. Speaking of pile of mush, go to number six. Um, ooh, it's a little, little tough for me. Um, but I think I'm going to have to – I hate to put it so low, but it's it's got to be on my list, and I want to do it before you fuckers do it. None other than Randall Keith Orton's RKO. Too and many mag- – Six, yep. Six. Too, many mag- too many magnificent moments um, yeah. back in the day from him. I think the two most memorable ones are obviously when Evan Bowden was hitting and shooting star press, mm-hmm. and Orton hit it. And then when Rollins tried to do the curb stomp of Mania and Orton tossed him up and then hit him with it. But in all, Randall Keith Orton's RKO number six for me. Love it. My number six is the Cold Stone Stunner. It's a maneuver that's been used by, obviously, Steve Austin as well as Kevin Owens. Uh, I think that out of the two, actually, while the stunner is Steve Austin's... uh, Original move. I actually think Kevin Owens does it a lot better. Um, he he's again one of those one of those things where Steve knows when to deliver it, but delivers it a little bit oversold. While Kevin just knows how to deliver it spot on, perfect timing to just end the match and call it a day. Um, I think it also doesn't help that at the time when Steve Austin was delivering these things. The acting was just piss poor, and it was just you know trying to overhype what was just done. While in the in, in today's day and age, it just seems like a little bit far more natural, but with a little bit of the sell to it. And yeah. that's where that's where I think Kevin Owen. Um, <laughs> that's where I think Kevin Owens is mm. a far better stunner than than uh, than Steve Austin. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Stone Cold used to do a lot more of the one-handed stunners, right? Yeah. I feel like Owens does the, the double, right? The two. So almost yeah. a little, little extra power behind it. So. Yeah. A little extra, yeah, that a little little extra, extra flair. A little extra pizzizz, you know? Pizzizz. It's the extra pizzano. Yeah. Anthony Pizzano. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, number five. We already talked about it, but for me, it's Roman Reigns' spear. Enough said. We already talked about it. Carry on. <laughs> Ooh, ah. Number five for me, uh, probably because he was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up and then went uh, a little bit Hollywood, but uh, there was no uh, spotting tingling sensation better than when the guy went, 
Da, 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 that, that must have sucked to take as a bump every fucking time, man. Imagine if you were just one of those jobbers. Trying to drive you through the center of the earth. <laughs> like, nah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Me and Batista Bong. My number five is another WWE throwback. It's one that I feel um, was extremely cool and relatable whenever he dropped it. It still is. Um, it's no other than CM Punk's GTS. The go to sleep. Now, the way that this guy delivers it, when it hits, baby, it's game over. It's absolutely game over. And uh, it's one of those, again, one of those very, very, very unique um, finishing moves that, you know, it, it's it's only cool when the original person does it, and it's only cool on him when he does it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm in four. Not my number four, going back to the submission route, for me is the bank statement via Sasha Banks. Ooh. Another one of those ones where... Charlotte, just, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. <laughs> she's just you know you're just you're on top of someone and just wrenching their neck and spine up but she Doesn't has no look, tits the, bro <laughs> i still to, to this day i have never slapped someone harder in my entire life <laughs> fucking dude drops that in the middle of the conversation real quick smack get out my house boy <laughs> <laughs> B-O-I, not even you don't get the why because he asked why you hit me. <laughs> such, a, such a dumb comment. Oh, man. But for her, again, Sasha Banks, very successful finish rate. I mean, how many necks can you, you – you're, you're stretching vertebrae in the wrong direction. So Yeah. Be careful. You're going to hurt someone. Bank statement <clears throat> number four. I mean, she already did in a way, but not with the bank statement. So Broke my heart when she got married. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, number four. I for had a me. chance. No. Sorry. Number four for me uh, should be what. <laughs> 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 that was an all size suplex biggest moment. For those who are, who are not no. watching us on YouTube, Hunnaman just slowly brings his camera down, <laughs> and all I see is that little dick. <laughs> We went from we went from bank statement to fucking uh, direct deposit form. Well, I forgot the screen doesn't turn off like a phone when it gets halfway. So, uh, flip phones, we get like forty five degrees and the screen oh, will go geez. off. So, so this finish, oh. this uh, finisher for me might be the finisher for Hanuman, and that's called the big ending by Big E because Hanuman might be ending his way slowly out of the building after that. <laughs> Uh, but you know, when Biggie hits that big end, and you know that it's time for business. Yes, sir. Don't you dare be sour. Don't. Don't. Don't you do it. Don't. All right, Diego. Give me a number four. I'm. I'm gonna stick to the originals again. Um, there's another very original maneuver. Um, it's one that the crowd really engages with. And that once this guy just does one single move to get that going, the whole crowd is engaged upon its delivery. And that is no other than sweet, sweet chin music. Um, it's one of the classics. 
D-Generation X, bring them up. Whether whether it's you know Heartbreak Kid, DX, no matter what shape or form, uh, one of my absolute favorite WrestleManias ended in this way. So uh, Sweet Chin Music, just that one for me. It's number four. But she said, suck it. <laughs> now, number three for me, I don't think it's going to make anyone else's list, but one of the most, I think still the most protected finisher in WWE going on years now, the end of days via Baron Corbin. Ooh. Not, not a great, you know, the character works always good. He's a good heel, but I, I genuinely can't remember someone ever kicking out of the end of days outside of maybe back to NXT. So talk about a protected finish. Yeah. And that shit looks like it hurts. It's, again, it just looks so smooth. It's such a simple maneuver. You want to talk about shit that hurts. It's my number three. And that has to be none other than Big Daddy, Keith Lee, Spirit Bomb. Yep. That's when Keith Lee throws your ass up, you go and hit the ground hard. And Keith Lee don't mess around now and he ain't in no WWE. He's going to bring that back now, too. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. The Big Bang Theory was cool, like the jackhammer type thing, but the Spirit Bomb is just oof, out of this world. Mm-hmm. Diego, can you give me your number three, please? Well, talking about throwing bodies up in the air and then letting them hit the uh, hit, hit the well, mat, uh, there is no other finisher stronger than this that can uh, that can get anybody count to count out of it without you know ever doubting it that you can count out of it, and that is no other than Brock Lesnar's F five. Solid choice. Very solid choice. Uh, I already know what Hunterman's number one is. So, Hunterman, why don't you give me your number two? Number two, Santino Morella's Cobra. Right nope. here. Fucking. You know? Nope. Right here. Nope. Almost won the Royal Rumble 2011. I was there. Don't forget. Number two actually is the RKO, though, because it's the RKO. Yeah, Randall Keith Orton, baby. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, just, you, number- you, y- everybody knows what it is at this point. Yeah. It went Number- viral. It was a vine. Just got it. Vine. <laughs> remember those? Remember the paper cutout, like, yep. like stop action picture thing with the RKOs mm-hmm. when someone just fell off something? Mm-hmm. What a great era for fucking network television. You know? And vine. My- my number two has to be none other than Undertaker's Tombstone Pile Driver. Mm-hmm. Because when he stuck that tongue out, you know that that motherfucker was putting your ass out. And I can see that Diego is upset. <laughs> is that your number two? I hope you fuck a donkey. I'm <laughs> here. <laughs> okay, Hunter looks like Cadet Kelly over there every time he does that. <laughs> God damn it. Well, you my number two. Bivens. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I got him bred into my brain. Actually, my number two is a bit of a a bit of a more of a throwback. I, I think it's more of a, a classic throwback than anything else. It's the jackknife power bomb by Kevin Nash. That is a maneuver that um, when the dude is feeling it and he can deliver it, dude, forget about counting one, two, three out of it. Just just throw in the towel. Game over. Done done with the match. Um it's a ruthless finisher, in my opinion. And I think it deserves to be in the top five conversation at all times. 
Number one, for me, is The One-Winged Angel by Kenny Omega. I think, I think Jones saw that one coming. Oh, yeah, I could have... <laughs> I could have saw that coming from a mile away. Once again, just talk about a protected finisher. He's so good at it. Kota Ibushi. So good. He does. No, Kota Ibushi is the last one to kick out of it. It was at like the G1 Climax in 2018. I thought that was going to play a bigger role in their Hangman match this past Saturday, but it did not. So, it's again, still a protected finish. And uh, he just – it looks painful as shit, so I wouldn't want to take it. So, one wing name is number one. All right. <clears throat> My number one all time favorite finisher has to be none other than my god tatanka the tomahawk chop and the pop who's to go hey hey big man slapping i'm just kidding i'm just kidding by the way that was that was that was that, that was nothing but an inside joke for him in the home home number one's by far the best move off the top rope i've ever seen in my entire life and that's pops black Adam. Without yeah, a doubt. That's Without good. a doubt. I like that. That's my number one move of all time. Shout out to Taco. My number no, one. Little, little racist. My number one is an <laughs> no. absolute fan favorite. It's no other than uh, Jack Black's uh, Nacho Libre. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I mean, that seated senton when he sits on someone's <sighs> face. Hell yeah. I should have saw that coming from a mile away just based off of Diego's. Listen, <laughs> listen. If that if that flying nacho is not coming with a fart at the end, did you even put Goya seasoning on it? No, definitely not. You exactly. Got yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, actually, um, my number one move, which uh, the black print at this point stole from me, is the uh, the tombstone pile driver. Once that motherfucker sticks out that tongue and just goes like this, <laughs> dude, just it, it, it's end of days, game over, big finish, big ending, whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> All, All of things. it together. It's yeah. big, the big apple. Okay. <laughs> the Steel City, California. All right, so to end off the episode, I want to talk about a story about one uh, Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker. Okay. So my uncle's friend owned a funeral home and the undertaker needed to borrow a cat uh, a hearse so he left tickets <laughs> listen to me he left tickets with the guy and said and said take whoever you want and lo and behold this motherfucker got to sit behind ECW and SmackDown taping so I got to sit behind Taz and Joey Styles Wow. And JBL and Michael Cole, and I was on TV multiple times. Thanks, thanks to the Undertaker for giving that guy the tickets. So you can shout see, out Mark Davy Jones. Yeah, yeah. I have more. Uh, what's the word? I have more of a relationship with him than that motherfucking fake Undertaker fan ever ever does. I mean, you know who I'm talking about? Is that the one? <laughs> nope. Oh. Talking about the, I'm talking about your oh, former roommate. Oh, okay. Him. Okay. Nah. We don't name drop here. That's his that's he, his dad. It's not his dad. He's my dad now. <laughs> did Undertaker yeah. give him tickets? No. Did he they, give me? Absolutely. Are they banging? Where? <laughs> All right, we're in the episode of that. Yep. So uh, again, uh, episode 30. Oh, real quick, no, real quick, real quick. There's five matches announced for Survivor Series. 
all inter interpromotional brand, whatever. Who do you think wins the pay-per-views total win count? I'm saying SmackDown this year. I'm saying SmackDown is four to one. It's four to one. Okay, I'm saying SmackDown three to two. I, I'm, okay. I'm thinking SmackDown, actually. Don't even fucking say 5 nothing because Roman Reigns is beating Vicky. Oh, no, wait, wrong way. Nope, that's not what I'm That would work, about. though. <laughs> uh, that that, that oh. would work, Joe. Oh, that's talking perfect. About, You're talking about, about Becky and Charlotte, I imagine, right? Nope. Um, oh, I think RK Please? Bros can beat the Usos. That's why. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I was, so I was thinking along episode, the lines of 3-2 to two uh, as well. Episode 33, Super Bowl City's YouTube internet one time ago, coachguysports.com. Uh, shout out our sponsor, uh, Exogun, exogun.com. Code CGS10 for 10% off. Shockedengie.com. Code CGSN for 10% off. Watermelon, green apple, all that good shit. And we'll see you guys next week for episode 34. And and if you're not liking and subscribing, do yourself a favor and do it or Hunnaman's coming to claim we'll kick the fuck out of you.